Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. to the platform. Um, should I pray for you? You're going to be up there? Let's go up there. Then. <laughs> so it's great to have Kareem with us and she's speaking on well, it's going to be quite a challenging and difficult subject, I think, but, but a joyous and amazing subject. And, and to be able to speak coming out of communion and coming out of such a celebration of Christ's death and resurrection. Um, so let's pray for Corinne that she brings us the right words and she brings God into our heart through the message that she's going to bring. Lord God, we thank you for Corinne and the work and the effort that she's put in to prepare this message. Lord, speak it deep into our hearts. We need to hear the uniqueness of Jesus' death. We need the power of his death to live our lives. And we ask you, please, Lord Jesus, just impart through Corrine the words that will change us and empower us that we might live for you in the coming days. In his holy and precious and wonderful an amazing name. Amen. Thank you, Seth. Good morning. This morning, my tale, I was given what's called Abandoned by God. So we're going to look a little bit of Jesus' life, and then we're going to look a little bit of Jesus on the cross, and hopefully be inspired. Jesus began his ministry at 30, um, and he handpicked 12 men, 12 men to help him with his ministry. Um, and when you look at Jesus' life, when you read an account of his life and you study his life, you come to realize that Jesus was a people person. Jesus loved people. He went across towns and villages. He was preaching the word of God. He was teaching. He was healing people. But also he sat and he ate with people. He had friendships with people. He had fellowship with people. He just loved being around people. And I think that's something in Jesus' character we often forget how much Jesus loved his people, us. Um, and I just, when I was, when I was reading like, the accounts of Jesus and reading his life in the Gospels, I just came to realize what, you know, what an aspect of Jesus' character that he loved to eat and he loved to sit around and he loved to talk and he loved, not only did he, he want to draw the people to him, did he not only want them to repent and turn away from their sin, but he also wanted them to experience before the cross his love and to be loving each other. And he taught that to, to love each other in communities, in churches, and in families, and being with friends. It was very important to Jesus that we loved one another. Now we're going to move forward to the, the, the week of Jesus' life. So he had three years of his ministries, three years of him traveling around to towns and villages, and three years of being with 12 men. And they weren't just apostles, they were his friends. 
So Jesus had these men with him and they ate together, they washed together, they slept together, they, they went around traveling on the roads together, they went around, and you know when you're with your friends and you're sitting and you're maybe having a cup of tea and you're putting the world to rights? Jesus did that with his apostles. Jesus sat and they talked things over and they prayed together. And, you know, I just think that that's, again, really important for us to keep on meeting in our house groups, to keep on meeting in the church, to keep on meeting, to have that fellowship with each other because it brings us strength. And God says, where two or three are gathered, there he also will be. So the strength in that when we're sitting meeting and having fellowship with each other. Now, in the book of Matthew, we look at Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. It says he began to feel sorrowful and troubled. Jesus said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Because this is the part of Jesus' ministry. He was coming to the end of his ministry. He knew what was coming. He knew that he was going to be experienced death. Death on a cross. And he was overwhelmed with sorrow. Jesus knew what was to come. The divine course was set. But Jesus was, Jesus was still human, and yet he still struggled. And why? Why did he become human? He became human. He left heaven, and he came down, born of a virgin, and became man for love, for love for us. It says he fell down, his face to the ground, and prayed, My Father, if it is possible... May this cup be took from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus' desire was to do God's will, which was to reconcile man to God, but yet still he faced a struggle, still in his humanness, he was still struggling with going to the cross. Jesus' prayer reveals the agony he would feel, because he would pray for, pay for all sin being separated from God. In times of pain and suffering, we often want to know why. Why were we in pain? Why did the suffering happen to us? Why did that happen to my best friend? Why has my best friend got cancer and died? Why did that baby not live? Why, why? And we shout these questions to God. We shout them in our suffering, in our agony. Jesus knew why, and yet still didn't make it any easier for Jesus. Then Jesus was betrayed by Judas. He was arrested. He was questioned by Caiaphas. Peter, one of the disciples, as I said before, Jesus spent three years with him and he was his friend. When he was asked about Jesus, he denied three times known Jesus. Three times he said, no, I do not know him. I don't know him. I do not know him. Jesus knew this was to come, but yet it's still didn't make it any easier for Jesus, one of his closest friends. The religious leaders condemned Jesus. They bound him. They handed him over to the governor, Pilate. Judas then kills himself full of remorse, saying, what have I done? Jesus stood trial before Pilate. Pilate handed Jesus over to be crucified. Crucified. Pilate had Jesus flogged. Then the Roman soldiers mocked Jesus. They stripped him, they put a robe on him, a crown of thorns, and they give him a staff, and they knelt before him, mocking him, and they spat on him. Then they took the staff and hit him over and over and over again. 
Why did Jesus endure this? Why did Jesus do this? For love. For love for you. For love for me. For love for mankind. Can you imagine going through that? Can you imagine being mocked? The very same people that you had came to save. And then they made him try to make him carry a cross. But Jesus was weakened after the flogging and the beating. And they chose a man called Simon to help Jesus carry the cross. On the cross, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All human sin was transferred to Jesus. He was God in human form. And when he died, all our sins were placed on him. He became the final and complete sacrifice for our sins. And at that moment, he was banished from the presence of God. Sin cannot exist in God's presence. He endured separation from God. Jesus endured separation from God. Why? Why did he endure separation from God? Because he loved us. Why did he cry out to God? Why did he feel abandoned? Why did he feel forsaken? Because at that particular moment, hanging on the cross, he did. He felt abandoned. He felt forsaken because he had all the sins of the world on him. And he felt what we feel a thousand million times more. How do you feel when you're faced with your problems and your suffering and your family and your friends? We've all had pain in our lives. And we can, you know, sometimes when we're going through suffering and pain, we often hear those phrases, you know, oh, just pray about it. Oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, don't worry about it. But when you are experiencing real deep pain and deep sorrow, those phrases don't work. And that happened to Jesus. Jesus was on the cross and he was human. But he still cried out to God, why have you forsaken me? And that is from Psalm 22. Because even on the cross, even as human, Jesus wanted the people around him. When the, end, when the cross was ended and when Jesus died and the crucifixion was over and they went to their homes, Jesus wanted them to think about it. It was a supernatural event. The temple, to, the temple curtain was torn in two. It said the dead rose and walked among the people. And when they were sitting at home with their friends and with their families, they would have talked about what he cried out. And they would have known that was from Psalm 22. Because they were taught those psalms when the synagogues were from King David. People knew those psalms. And in that psalm, King David also had cried out. He had cried out. He had cried out to God and when he was suffering. He felt God was not listening. Have you ever felt that God has never listened to your prayers? Have you ever felt that everyone was against you? But towards the end of the psalm, there's hope in this praise. The cross Friday was about feeling abandoned, feeling forsaken. Saturday was silent. All heaven was silent. The sun was dead. Sunday, hope. The sun had risen. Jesus was alive. And sometimes we forget that. We forget that there's hope in Jesus. Jesus breaks through, even in our point of suffering, even our point of pain. Jesus is still there. And he said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. He felt forsaken so we would never have to feel that forsaken again. 
take hope from here this morning. Whatever you're suffering, whatever pain you're going through, Jesus, it's a promise to you this morning that he will never leave you or forsake you. You will never have to feel those feelings of abandonment like Jesus did because he will break in. He will be there. There will be something that's just tailored to you. When my mom died, it was, it was a very, very difficult time. Me and my mom had been like estranged from each other, and then we became friends. And during that friendship time, we'd put the world to rights and would often talk. My mom's favorite topic of conversation was funerals. So we'd often talk about funerals, whose funeral she'd been to, um, whose room was the best, and she'd, she'd often take bits of funerals and would discuss what, fun- what type of funeral she would have, our songs and different things. And one time I remember my daughter was with me, and she said, oh, I know what I want for my funeral. And we kind of looked, and she was about nine years old at the time, she says, I want a Michael Jackson tribute funeral. So everybody was coming with a sparkly glove, and she was having a Michael Jackson tribute brand singing her favourite song at the time, which was Thriller. I thought, that would be a cracking funeral. I'm going to have to um, ask her to see if she still wants that type of funeral. But my mum told me in one of those many conversations we had that she was terrified of dying alone. And I said, what do you mean? She says, well, oh, if like, I banged my head and nobody could get to us and I just lay there and I died, or if I had a stroke or a heart attack, I'm, I'm really frightened of dying alone. And it kept coming up during the course of our conversation. My mum was in Ill, in an Ill health, not where she was ready to die, but she had osteoporosis severely and she had two fractures in her back, so she struggled to walk. So often she was, you know, in extreme amounts of pain. And... I said, well, let me pray for you. Let me pray that you will not die alone. And we did, we prayed together, and I was fully not expecting anything to happen, but sadly, I think it was probably a year later, my mum did die. And we you know, had the funeral and everything, and that kept coming back to me, and I had the death certificate, and she died of a massive heart attack, but I was worried that she had had a heart attack. She was on her sofa, and she had died alone. So I kept, I went to the um, found the doctor's name and I rang him and he wasn't there he was away and I rang him again and they said, you know, he's produced the death certificate you know, um, why do you need to speak to him? I said, oh, I just, it's just something that I would like to talk to him about a few weeks later I was deep in grief I was crying I felt like King David I felt like my prayers were empty I felt that my heart ached and I was really missing my mum then my phone rang, it was the doctor and he says, I just thought I'd ring you, he says, do you want to talk about your mum and I said yes, I says I know you've listed she's had a heart attack I says but I just needed to know if she suffered and he said oh no no not at all, he says she closed her eyes and that was it and at that moment God broke into my suffering, God broke into my pain and he gave me a picture of my mum with her eyes closed, waking up in heaven with Jesus. You see, so we'll go through pain, we'll go through suffering, but God breaks in. It still didn't change my circumstance. Mam was no longer with me. Mam was with Jesus. But it gave me hope. And like I say, Friday, you feel abandoned. Friday, you feel forsaken. Saturday, your prayers are silent. And Sunday is hope. So this morning, if you're feeling abandoned and you feel your prayers are empty and silent, remember there's always hope from Jesus from the risen cross. 
Jesus is our hope. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name we have sung this morning. And that is Jesus. So I don't want you to go home feeling empty. I don't want you to go home feeling that my prayers are not being answered. Stay and have prayer. Stay and have fellowship. Stay and confide in someone. Even if it's not here, it's your house groups. Because my house group was just wonderful. It was a ladies group. And when my mom died, they were wonderful to me because we had grew up. We had become friends with each other and we trusted each other. And what a beautiful name Jesus is. And he said, never will I leave you, and never will I forsake you. I just want to read a quote now, and it's by John Otterberg. And it's from his book, Who is This Man? The Apostles' Creed says, Jesus descended into hell. Somehow no suffering was too great. Jesus will endure in order to save you. To save you. And I just thought, Jesus, he endured the cross, he endured hell, for us. And what a wonderful, glorious picture we have of love here this morning. And we have the promises of God. We have the promises within the Bible that we should be storing up in our hearts. And Jesus breaks in. Jesus breaks into all our pain and all our suffering. And we can draw on the strength of him because he loves us so much. There's nothing that he wouldn't endure for us this morning. Just remember, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Why? Because I love you. Jesus will break in when you least expect it. Like me, when I least expected it, that doctor rang me and he gave me that question, that answer to that question. And then God broke into my pain and my suffering and he gave me a glorious picture Remember, Friday you're forsaken, Saturday you're silent, but Sunday there's hope, Sunday there's love, Sunday we can draw strength. Let me pray for these this morning. Heavenly Father, I just pray for Chowdean, Father, for our church. And if we are feeling abandoned, unloved, I pray, Father God, that you will break into each and every one of our lives, Father, and we can draw strength from you, and we can go out proclaiming that Jesus is alive. Amen. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.